Welcome everyone. Please just take a moment and close your eyes right now. We need you to envision something. You are at your house. It's roughly 7 p.m. You are doing your makeup. You bought that new Chanel lipstick. You have on that new mascara. You just got your hair done at the dry bar. You look fantastic. You just ordered a new dress off of Revolve. You are wearing those stilettos. You are putting on that new Dior perfume and you are walking out the door. You take a cab, or actually you take, you take a, a limousine. A limousine. A limousine picks you up. You are in a limousine. You are on your way to this party. You arrive at this huge mansion with a long driveway. It's very so dim lighting. It's very romantic. You are snatched. Flowers everywhere. Flowers everywhere. You look incredible. You are so excited. You get butterflies in your stomach as you are walking up to the front door. And the doorman grabs your hand so you don't trip over your long ball gown. You enter. A butler gives you a glass of champagne. Just take a moment and welcome to the pity party. You are at the pity party where it is time to face the reality that you are addicted to being a victim of your circumstances. Don't worry, we've all been there. We've all been to a pity party. We've all thrown a pity party. And now it's time to dissect the facts of that. Welcome friends, you're listening to I Thought We Were Just Getting Coffee, hosted by Astrid Cabello and Aaliyah Sexton. I Thought We Were Just Getting Coffee is a passion project that stems from our friendship throughout university. Graduates of 2020, we aim to live out our young adult lives with mindfulness, optimism, and the freedom to be our most authentic selves. We hope to spark deeper conversations about everything and anything. Using our own experiences, the stories of others, and relevant topics, our intention is to generate a better understanding of the world around us. Media, societal norms, health and wellness, relationships, education, culture and travel, you name it, we'll cover it. A true lifestyle podcast, we value your opinion. Thanks for stopping by. Let's do this. Aaliyah, that was probably top 10 best. I thought we were just getting coffee introductions. So everybody, uh, go go leave some, go leave a comment on Aaliyah's most recent Instagram picture and just don't comment anything. Just just send a, a little microphone emoji, honestly. Oh my God. I'm going to go do it. I will be watching who else joins. Um, <laughs> Guys, today we're talking about the pity party. And for some of you who are unfamiliar, because honestly, I think this is a little bit of like a term and a phrase and a mindset that Aaliyah and I talk about so much. So it feels really normal for us to talk about it. But maybe for you individually, this isn't something you've thought about. The pity party is this this place you can be in, this headspace where you kind of like the fact that you can blame things on everyone but yourself. Yes. Now, we should preface with saying that there are truly victims. Um, I don't even want to get into what's currently happening in our news sphere, but we know some true victims, and there are people who things happen to them, and they are a victim of their circumstance. That is not who we are talking about today. So we are talking about when you don't get invited to hang out with your group of girlfriends who you always spend Saturday night with, and you're wondering, what the heck? Why did Shelly and Sarah cancel me like this? This is awful. They are so mean. What's wrong with them? But really... 
it's because you're annoying. (laughs) (laughs) Or it's when you don't get that raise and everybody who sits around you in the office did and you're thinking to yourself, oh my gosh, somebody's sleeping with the boss and I know for a fact that that guy did not work as hard as I did, but really... It's because you leave the office at 3 p.m. Exactly. And everybody else stays till 6. Exactly. That's what we're talking about. Yes. We're talking about those moments where you're feeling bad for yourself, and it's because you haven't really taken the moment to actually look at what might be going on. Um, Aliyah, I feel like we should start off with saying, though, when maybe we've had, like, pity party moments and we've thrown the pity party. Here's the thing. We, Astrid and I, are the master pity party throwers, and we throw our party together. We will pop open oh, that yeah. vov. We put on our pajamas, and we just, we literally just go at it, and yeah, yeah that that's us, so that is still us. I still act that way to this day. <laughs> but I think we do it more as like a way to deal with it, so we'll have the pity party for a night or an evening, and then we'll get over it and be done instead of having it last a really long time. Right. Which I think sometimes people can get in a spiral of the pity party lasting very, very long. I agree. Yeah, I'm trying to actually look up as you were talking. There's a psychological phenomenon. You took AP Stats too, or AP Psych too, so maybe you'll remember. But I, I, it's this phenomenon where like you look at someone who's doing something bad and you do the same thing, but you don't attribute it to yourself. I forget what it's called, mm. but I remember... Cognitive dissonance? So It's something like that, but it's like you're going on and on about someone, but you don't even realize you do the same thing. It, it's beyond, like, um, criticism. Yes. I forget I what it's like called. I, I feel like I, I know what you're talking about, though. Yeah, and that's exactly what this is. It's like you feel bad for yourself, but you can't look inward to see what you did to be part of the situation you're in. It's just a constant victim mentality. Yes. And I think that this is playing itself out in in a lot of ways, especially with the younger generation, I would say. Maybe that's just because that's what mm-hmm. I know. Like, those are the people that I, I speak to the majority of the time. But I definitely think that when people don't get something that they want, they don't get the guy, they don't get the job, they don't get the opportunity, they immediately start attributing things to what else happened the fact that they want to say and even sometimes that you can have the pity party and attribute it to yourself but you can say stuff like I never get anything I'm never lucky I'm always the one who misses the opportunity I should have gotten that but I didn't because I was just one second too late right and it's like okay well yeah you there is some truth sure like I'm not saying that you're completely wrong but it starts to take over you to the point where it's debilitating and you can't move forward to actually assess where you can improve and then move further Mm -hmm. i feel like something that goes like hand in hand with the pity party is being able to receive feedback and criticism which i think people in general just struggle with yeah exactly someone who is a master pity party thrower you cannot ever give them criticism or be honest with them or like show your true self or even have an a, a just 
a real discussion with them about how they're making you feel because they constantly take it as negative criticism and their ego truly can't stand it. Yeah, and I think that, that a lot of that is subconscious. It's For not sure. even something that they want to be doing. It's just that they've created a mindset or a mentality where it's very hard for them to break it. And you disrupting that just feels like an attack and adds more to the victimization of themselves. I actually, so I looked up what it was. This isn't what I'm thinking of, but this is another psychological thing. Okay. So it's called the Dunning-Kruger effect, and it's a cognitive bias in which people with a low ability at a task overestimate their ability. Um, Blah, blah, blah. Without the self-awareness, people cannot objectively evaluate their competence or incompetence. So I think that this goes Mm -hmm. along with it because... It's whenever you are looking at a situation and you truly think that you did nothing wrong and you don't deserve to be where you are, but you don't even have the self-awareness to kind of step, take a step back and look at it from an unbiased perspective and realize, oh shit, I did do a lot to get where I am today. Yeah. And I think sometimes the opposite of the pity party is, and again, you can throw the pity party and just be so, you know, terrible to yourself too. And you're still trying to throw the pity party and you're trying to make every issue because you're just not good enough. Right. The pity party really just truly is that, as you said, lack of self-awareness and lack of being able to move forward into like a positive and healthy space. Um, I'm trying to think of like... Oh, I have a perfect I mean, example. Please go. If you are a current Love Island watcher, Mackenzie... She is the ultimate pity party thrower. This girl has absolutely no self-awareness and cannot see how she created the story. She is the narrator of the story, not the victim. And she just lacks any sort of competence to realize, like, I started this. I am the one who's actually crazy and I'm gaslighting everyone else and playing victim and crying in my bed. Yeah, I honestly, this is the thing though, is that I felt like I, when I watched that, I had a lot of empathy for Mackenzie because I kind of understood how, especially when she had that interaction with Jalen, how she felt like, oh, I'm just trying to explain to you how I feel and you're just That's shutting true. me down. And, and I also understand that she was so in her own head that she didn't even realize like where she was yeah. going wrong with things. She didn't even see that. And it's really difficult to approach somebody with feedback who has this mindset because they're so closed off that it's really unproductive yes okay i'll give another example for bachelorette watchers hannah brown is the ultimate pity party thrower and i know there's a lot of hannah brown fans i'm not a fan of her but whatever this girl had three good guys she was down to three guys two amazing guys well at the time we thought peter was amazing but tyler c Ah. peter and jed she picks jed and of course everyone knew it was a terrible decision and then she goes the next year of her life trying to get Peter and Tyler C. both to get back with her. I mean, we saw her on Peter's season in the first episode crying to him about how her life is so miserable and blah, blah, blah. She created the situation. She literally picked the other guy. Like, you are not a victim here, Hannah Brown. You are the narrator. Yeah. Well, I think also something that was very interesting about that situation was the things that followed typically somebody who has a victim mentality about one thing in their life has it about other things it definitely seeps into other areas and not to get to uh bring up her past because this isn't like a hannah brown expose but (laughs) hannah brown the situation and how she handled her saying the n-word and that getting leaked on like an instagram live again she completely took the victim mentality and like couldn't even own deleted all the comments yeah it didn't even address it 
properly. And I'm thinking to myself, this is, I'm sorry, but a pretty basic, there's pretty basic steps to follow when it comes to these types of controversies. They've happened before and they'll happen again and everybody needs to learn from them. And she couldn't even figure out how to do that. It took her a while, yeah. She was a victim. Yeah, it took her a while. She did eventually, but it was sad because she was so, I thought she was pretty great before before everything kind of started unraveling yeah like she to me was a pretty likable person i'm thinking of like personal people we know now (laughs) and i bet we're thinking of the same person well i have many oh same that i can uh, talk about i'm trying to think of one that is for me like when i threw my biggest party i would say okay i had a situationship with a guy um in university and I did a lot of the pity party was me trying to kind of get like, I, I wait, which guy was this? Blank out the I name. Needed. Just bleep out the no, name I'm right gonna here. Let you, I'm going to let you guys, it, there's only like one Aaliyah that. There was a couple. Know, you'll know it immediately. Okay. okay. But <laughs> my thing that I kept saying to people and to myself was, what was wrong with me? Was I not good enough? Like what, uh. why didn't he want to like work harder, I guess? But the thing was, is I didn't even know what I wanted. I just liked being a victim. I was literally addicted to the fact that I could make him this bad guy in my mm-hmm. story, this guy who kind of messed me up and got me super attached for no reason, really. Mm-hmm. And so I just kept up with that. And I would say it took me pretty much an entire summer. And then I would say, honestly, getting interested in another guy was like mm-hmm. the thing that helped the most, which is not good but also a very real thing that many many people do right is get another distraction (laughs) but i i just spent a lot of time super hung up on this guy and it was because i got addicted to being the victim like i kind of liked it i kind of liked just obsessing over him for no reason i remember this the one thing i will say i guess this could be a piece of advice so you know you were going down the lane of a pity party when you were just ignoring the other telltale signs someone is giving you I remember you were texting him once and he was just giving you all of the signs of like, no, like not interested right now. Don't. Yeah. And you were just pushing and pushing like, well, can I do this for you? Can I do this for you? Can I do this for you? And so it's a lot easier to make yourself that victim because you were like, I tried everything. I did everything. When in reality, like you could have just walked away and you're like, okay, yeah, see ya. I put myself in the situation. Right. Oh my gosh, you remember that night when we were at Skipper's? We oh, at I remember. This, like, That's what I was thinking Bar of. food. Oh my gosh. And the thing that was so funny was that at the end of that, so like, let me just set a scene and tell a little, a little anecdote here. We're at this bar, Aaliyah, Caden, and I, and they're just giving me advice on my boy drama. We're getting like beers and I don't know what they had, like pretzels or what, what was that famous thing that like Skipper's is known for? Their- Mac bites? No. Mac bites. I don't know. No. Okay, there we had some food. <laughs> We're just sitting there talking, and um, I'm texting this guy who doesn't want to see me right now because he's out like at bars, and he's like, "Come to this bar," and I'm like, very definitely not going to a bar. I thought he was sick, no, and you wanted to bring like, him soup. That's what I'm thinking of. I thought he was out at first, and then he was like, "I'm going home," and I was like, "Don't go home." Honestly, this probably happened. No, twice. I think it was soup. Because was he sick? He was sick, and you're like, let me come cuddle with you. Let me bring you soup. And he's just like, no. Yeah, I hate myself. <laughs> oh, my God. Ew, that's so funny because I would just never, ever do that now. Like, I literally could not even imagine 
like what it would take for me to like feel that way or want to do that for a guy but anyways I yeah it was just like super I really wanted to see him and then I remember (laughs) what ultimately happened that night I don't even know if it was that night or not but I think he did end up being like oh I'll come over and I fell asleep so like it didn't even happen and I I don't even know that was so weird you know what one day I really just want to have a conversation with him about that I had a dream about him the other night actually ew probably way too much information Gross. i had a dream that he started working where i work and i was like holy Mm-mm. moly Mm-mm. how what do i even do now he'd be good at that job though you know it <laughs> okay we're moving forward um pity party i think okay also i want to have this conversation a little bit about having a healthy brain and doing things that are healthy for you like making healthy decisions for yourself and then pleasure seeking mm. most likely if you're having a pity party you are just doing what feels good in the moment it feels yeah. good to text your boyfriend in that or your ex because you feel lonely and you're mm-hmm. bored and you don't know what else to do. It doesn't feel good to make the healthy choice of putting your phone away, putting it on do not disturb, right. walking away and going to, I don't know, going on a walk by yourself because that would mean you have to use self-control and be like, okay, I can do this. I can handle it. I can be on my own right now. Yeah. I can erase my addictive bad behaviors and create some boundaries. Yeah, because if you think about it, the whole idea of a pity party is it's complaining, right? It's ranting. It's getting things off your chest, and it feels really good in the moment. But if you backtrack, you have to have gotten there from somewhere, and most of the time it's from making decisions in the long run that – don't really matter that much in the forefront or they just you know aren't gonna feel good later on and and you know a lot of times you know like you're thinking oh this probably isn't the best choice but I'm gonna do it anyways yes you have that voice yep yep Mm -hmm. I think also the reason why it's called a pity party is because you are celebrating the pity. Right. You are celebrating your bad decisions. You might be by yourself. You might be in a group of people. But the the synonym and like the image I like to put in my head is you're – so I go to Aaliyah and I'm really upset because I didn't get this job that I really wanted. And so I'm deciding I'm going to throw myself a pity party. I'm going to vent to Aaliyah about it. I'm going to tell her how I'm the perfect fit, how it's absolutely heinous that I'm not getting that job right now. Like they that company's going to go down with me they're gonna literally crumble crash and burn because i am not their newest employee mm-hmm. and Aaliyah, i'm asking Aaliyah to not only come to the party but i might ask her literally to bring decorations i might ask her <laughs> to come 15 minutes early to set up i might ask her to bring appetizers and i'm gonna say hey Aaliyah, like literally you you complain now too actually mm-hmm. why don't you complain about your employer why don't right. you complain about something that's terrible also mm-hmm. and the thing that's so negative about the pity party is that it adds into the fact that misery loves company. This is a truth. People that are unhappy don't mind other people around them being unhappy. Mm-hmm. What they really mind they need is that. Who's, they need that. They need that to feed off of and assure them, affirm them that it's okay that they're really upset with their circumstance, which again, I think is healthy in moderation, but long-term cannot work. You're yeah. going to literally go down this terrible rabbit hole of feeling awful about yourself and awful about your own life. I, I think the misery loves company is honestly one of the biggest proponents and I think here it's a lot easier for girls like a lot of stuff we talk about it's a lot easier for girls I think girls are just in their head more but one boy comes to mind who loved like having people around him be on the same level of depression that he was and it is just so mentally draining and physically exhausting to be around someone like that it is truly like they are just a black hole there is a rain cloud over them at all times And sometimes when you go in way too deep, you can never get back out. 
if you are oh. just like this, you wake up like this every day of your life playing that victim mentality, it, it's just, you're going to bring everyone else down with you too. And it's the worst part about, I think, being in that mental frame is you can't even celebrate the successes of people that are closest to you. Yeah. Because I, you're at the pity party. You're right. celebrating pity right now. Yeah. You don't have time to go to like the actual happy, successful, healthy party. Yeah. You are, you're just stuck at the pity. The thing about the pity party is that you get so addicted to it. The party becomes bigger and bigger. Maybe right. you invite more people. You tell more people about the things that are terrible in your life. You start getting more affirmation from other people that things are terrible. Mm-hmm. You start hearing from other people their own stories because you welcome that and you love misery and that's who you have around you. Mm-hmm. So you think, oh, not only is my life terrible, but so is everybody else's around me too. The world sucks. Everything's bad. Done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. I agree. Something I think that is like important to note here. If you are on the end of hearing about somebody's pity party and you don't know how to react, I think you have to take a step back to really walk this fine line of being supportive and being a good friend, but also not adding to it and like fueling their fire. Yeah, you have to, because you want to be there for your friend, obviously everyone rants, everyone receives the ranting, but you just have to go into it thinking like, I'm not going to let myself get drug down with this because I am in a good place right now a lot of times when like I would rant to you or vice versa we both would be pissed off at the world so it's mutually beneficial but if you are in a good place don't feel like you have to stoop that far down okay Astrid um I want you to now so we talked about this a little bit but I want you to go into more depth about the difference between people who mooch off of you and people who are just there to cheer you on because we talked a little bit about like obviously if you're throwing a pity party you can't celebrate the success of others so talk about this yes okay I want to use this example because my mom and I talked about this and I thought it was such a good example for this episode so my mom has a friend and she's an older woman I mean she's my mom's age and she I don't know if she's ever been married or not. I'm not sure what that past history is like, but at the moment right now, she's single, but she's extremely successful in her career. Like this woman is in charge and responsible for a lot of people, a lot of different things. She's making bank. She's doing really well. Like she, you know, she's recognized in her community as somebody who's like paving the way in her industry. Okay. And she was dating this guy who she really liked and he was a little bit younger, a little bit more early into his career and just kind of like a a good guy, but just younger. So he's not in the same situation as her financially or in his career. And that definitely kind of started rubbing off on him where he felt very insecure. Mm -hmm. And my mom's friend explained to her that after a while, he told her that he just didn't fit into her life, that he felt like he couldn't match up with her and he just constantly was feeling bad about himself and he said I know that this is not a good relationship for you to be in because I am not actually happy about your success and my mom yeah my mom's friend was like okay I'm just glad you're honest with me it was really hard for her because she really liked him and she was almost wondering to herself why can't you be happy for me Mm -hmm. I literally want you to just be here you don't have to be anything different you don't have to change I just want you to be here for me but he could not do that and then they had dated for a year when they eventually broke up and then they broke things off didn't speak for a few months and he came back and said to her 
hey, can we be friends? Because I just miss having you in my life. I miss having you as a business mentor and someone that I can talk to about things that you have such a good perspective on. And she said, I can be friendly, but I definitely don't want to be friends, which I think such a good line, like saying that, okay, I'm willing to be friendly, but we're not being friends like we were involved before. And I want to highlight here a little bit like this gender norms, I think, because women do it all the time where we have this idea of, oh my gosh, I'm going to marry this hotshot guy or I'm going to marry up and I'm going to, you know, just bask in his light all the time and celebrate him and be Mrs. You know, John Smith. But then guys don't really want to do that. It's definitely not normal. And I also think maybe in more male uh, relationships, it's definitely not celebrated like that dynamic would not be something people would want right and I don't know I I just think that that is like a good example of a woman who's number one not throwing herself a pity party she's saying like no I'm successful and I'm not going to then be like upset yeah apologize that like yeah that I can't be in a relationship like if that's the cost then you're not a good relationship for Mm -hmm. me in this situation And then I also think the guy did a pretty good job of being like, okay, I'm not going to throw myself a pity party. I realized that like I've been doing that for the year that we've dated and now I need to step back and like cut things off. Right. And to go off the, I know you touched on it earlier, but about mooching off, like people who mooch off of you, you need to understand that there are people who do not mind at all just being a succubus that is literally (laughs) is that how you say that word because i think so just being a leech Uh and like hanging off hanging on to you i know Aaliyah actually would always say this to me and it would crack me up so hard she'd be like i'm i'm hanging on to your coattails is that what you would say or um, i'm riding on your riding on the yeah yeah riding on the coattails I say that. I feel like we always said to each other, like as a joke, if like one of us would do better on an exam. Oh, right. Okay, you're help. Like we gotta study. You gotta help me out. Like I don't know what's going on. (laughs) And of course, like people can make a joke about that. Who doesn't want to feel like their friends around them are succeeding? But you, you have to be aware that there are gonna be people who will see that you are happy, shining. You have light Uh in your life. You're successful, whatever. And they're gonna see that and be like, oh. Perfect. I will now go and take that. She's had a lot of people do that to her. Oh, have I, Leah? I don't know. I just think like, (laughs) I just think that, I don't know. I think the misery loves company. Somebody who's unhappy and sees somebody being happy, if they get close enough and they have enough time with that person, their goal will literally be to get them to where they're at. For sure. 100. Um, It reminds me whenever you're talking about that, the boy, the boyfriend, We've mentioned this a little bit before, but our favorite YouTuber, Shala Muster, she talks about alpha and beta males. That boy, I honestly think he's a beta male because an alpha male would be like, I love your success. I love that you're more successful than me. Like, that's what's attracted to me. I think a guy who's intimidated by a girl's success is a beta male. Well, why didn't he just instead say to himself wow, this is somebody I want to emulate. And if by being in a partnership with her and being in a relationship, maybe she could teach me things and I could look up to her and then be just as successful one day, if not more. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know. That mentality of, oh, I can't can't be around you. You're too successful. I just don't. I can't relate to that. Uh -uh. I'm not that way. Yeah, there's some people who are just like literally cannot handle that. And there are so many people that just cannot take it when other people have happy lives. I love it because I'm like, I love it when my friend is successful and thriving because I will just be right there with her, partying. Oh, party, not at the pity party now. 
<laughs> mooching being a sucker bus oh my goodness um wait i want to talk about how okay when you're being a victim when you're acting like a victim and yeah. you're throwing a pity party what should others do what should you do to stop that okay so if you're already at the point where you're throwing the party i think you just gotta let it gotta let it go let the party happen Mm. And just be very diligent. Hire a cleaning crew after to make sure that this mess will not happen again. Um, yeah. Because I, I feel like whenever you are at that really negative spot and you you just need to let it out. It's so bad to bottle it up. I think it's honestly more harmful to bottle up those feelings than just talk about it and rant about it and let it go. But that's just how I am. Um, I know a lot of people who are not... I, I know a few people every time they wanted to act out in negative emotions or just like feel sorry for themselves which honestly like it's a human thing it's not bad to feel sorry for yourself I I think it's bad whenever it's constant and you are just always a victim but it's a normal feeling like it's healthy to feel bad for yourself I know people who grew up in homes where they didn't have that freedom to feel bad for themselves they just always had to keep it bundled up and then literally it just it causes so much more issues down the road um Mm-hmm. it's it's just a cause and effect thing like they don't know how to really like have healthy relationships with the people who made them bundle those feelings up um and there's just a lot of like anxiety associated with that and they correlate then every negative feeling yeah. that it's like a bad thing and you're not allowed to feel that way but you definitely should yeah I think yeah that as you were saying like that relationship making a relationship dynamic like that will really come to haunt you in the future yeah because you just feel like you can't you can't express when you do feel bad about yourself and like you maybe even are open to feedback right like maybe you feel bad about yourself because you didn't get the job and you're thinking wow I really suck this is terrible you start to notice that you're spiraling a bit and then you say wait let me go and ask for some feedback and hear like what happened Mm -hmm. and if you have a relationship with someone who they can be open and honest with you about your weaknesses and how you can improve that's going to be way better than somebody who's going to come off and like attack you or say oh my gosh no you're you're great you're amazing like you nothing's wrong with you like don't even say that yeah like how dare you act this way your life is perfect yeah if you just constantly I think honestly hearing that is more harmful than just throwing the damn pity party and having someone be there with you rubbing your back and being like I know I understand this sucks but like you did play a little bit of a part in this let's evaluate that instead of just throwing it back and being like shut up like your feelings are not validated at all everything's fine you're overthinking this yeah, for sure. I don't know. I feel like Aaliyah, my friendship with Aaliyah has honestly kept me extremely accountable because Aaliyah is so honest. I feel like we're both pretty mm-hmm. honest with each other and pretty blunt about things where it's like even in the past, Aaliyah, if she ever, no, not if, when she said things where I was like, ouch, it was like this thing that ha- over time now is like not ouch and it just feels good. Like I know that you really care and you actually right. know me and that's why you're you're comfortable to say certain things to me. Right. But like I can think of, not to make this whole pity episode about boys, but <laughs> I can think of like a really recent situation that happened with a guy uh-huh. and Aaliyah was super honest and super blunt every time that I would try to like get into that pity party mode of like, I just don't get why he's like this and I don't really understand why he responded this way and like why he acts like that. 
Aaliyah would just be like, this is how it is. Like, this is what happened here. And like, Mm -hmm. here's what you are like. And here's what this guy is like. And this is not going to work. Or like, here's you just being kind of stupid about the situation. And you're seeing like missing all these things because you're just stuck on the fact that you think you're you deserve this or you deserve to be treated a certain way. Right. So I think also like one thing that you can do to really help yourself when it comes to like the pity party and the fact that all of us are going to have moments where we feel bad about ourselves and we feel bad about our circumstances is create friendships and people around you who you know can be honest with you and yep. who can tell you the truth. Because yes. if you have that, then you can rely on them to hold you accountable and not spiral with you and literally be the person who's like hey we haven't had a pity party in a while i want to have one right because that's literally just somebody who's like okay with you having your downfall right yeah i think there really needs to be a happy medium we've kind of talked about both ends of the spectrum but you don't want a friend who shuts you down and they're like um i have no idea what you're talking about like literally i'm jealous of your life you are crazy right now you're overthinking this that's one end you don't want the other end either where a friend is like oh my god, yes, like, that person's terrible, I hate them, now let's talk about how bad my life is. You want someone in the middle who's really going to check you and be like, yes, that sucks, I hate that for you, but, like, here's what you did to play a hand in this. Yeah, I think all of us also are going to have moments, I've had a few of these recently and also in the past, where we get really hung up on a certain situation in our life that just did not go the way we wanted it to go, whether it's the end of a friendship, the end of a relationship, the, you know, the end of a job, some really awkward moment at school or in class, whatever it might be. When those situations happen, I think that you, something you can do to honestly help yourself that is like maybe not advice everyone's going to give you is go and find a distraction, a temporary mm-hmm. distraction. Like if you are super upset about your breakup, it is totally okay for you to throw yourself into work. Like right. that is okay. As a coping mechanism, I don't like it when people say, oh, she, okay, here's what I don't think is good. If you leave a relationship and then you just throw yourself into a new relationship or if you have a really awkward moment at school so then you just decide to like never go to school it's kind of like either the really extreme of completely avoiding it or completely replicating it into a new in a new way those I don't think are good but what I do think is good is totally pivoting onto something that has no correlation no ties and is just purely a distraction you can recognize that and start handling that. Like for me, I know um, whenever I feel really lonely or sad about not being in a relationship, this is like very, very honest. The thing that I do, number one, is think about a a trip I want to plan. Think about something I want to plan. Because for me, what is that doing for my distraction? I'm not inviting a guy to go with me on this trip. I'm inviting Aaliyah. I'm inviting my Mm -hmm. sister. I'm going with a friend. I'm going by myself. I'm figuring out what I'm going to do that's going to be fun, exciting, distracting, and I'm not just sitting around moping that I don't have a boyfriend. Especially, guys, with these holiday seasons coming up. Like, (laughs) I know it's going to (laughs) be... This is the time. But, like, seriously, I think that it's really important to, like, know certain ways to distract yourself from throwing the pity party so you don't even get the pity party started. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mic drop. No, that's Mike so good. Drop. Yeah, just find a coping mechanism. Because, like we said, your feelings are validated. Totally fine to feel that way. Totally fine to feel bad about yourself. But what's going to help you kind of move past it and get excited about something else? Yeah. I want to say also 
please be very cognizant of who shows up to the pity party. And I'm never, ever one to be like, test them. And then whack. you need to also keep that guest list and compare it mm-hmm. to those who, who show up to your actual successful parties. Yes. Aaliyah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you ever think that some people who are successful then kind of like people who are a little below them? Oh, for sure. Yeah. So they love showing up with that champagne to the pity party because they're like, oh, I can look at you from a pedestal. My life's better. But then they don't show up to your success party because they're like, oh, shit, we're at the same level now. Yeah. And this comes to a sentiment I had written down, which was people who want to keep you small and don't want you to think big probably are intimidated by your success Mm -hmm. and most likely think that you are interesting, funny, beautiful, intelligent, adventurous, secure in yourself and your own skin. People who start to not reach out when you launch a podcast, write a book, get a new job, have a new boyfriend, people who start pulling back and they are a little bit more ghosty, yeah, it's probably because they can't handle being around you right now for reasons in their own life. Right. I just think being aware of that all the time is important to kind of take like that friendship inventory. Who is Mm -hmm. serving you and who is just not. Or even, (laughs) I was going to add something, it's even like... You have the people who are amazing because they support you whenever you're doing something that feels good and you feel like you're on your path. Then you have the people who just ignore it. They're like, whatever, you know, busy, worried about my own thing. Then you have the creepers who just don't give you anything. The creepers. They, like, truly aren't involved in your life or your successes, but they are just watching every move you make from a distance and just judging it. Yeah, judging it making their own assumptions talking about it in their little groups and they just that's what they thrive on that's their own pity party where they here's the thing about us street our pity parties it's not about putting other people down we are very good about that like it's about putting ourselves down i think oh, yeah. i think the worst Full type spiral. the worst type of person is someone who puts others down just to make their themselves feel better like yeah. i don't care i i don't really see like, I never really saw bullying that much in person. I think that was more, like, before social media. But people who just hide behind their screens or, like we were saying in the girls' episode, like, make group chats without you or, yeah. you know, little things like that where they just have to Wait make fun you of you. the room. Yeah. Right. Just to make comments. And every comment they make is snark and snide and rude. They can't ever be happy for someone or make a gracious comment towards someone. It always is a little bit of a backstabbing thing. Those people are the worst. Yeah. No, I agree. I think that, again, just checking yourself, being open to feedback, create relationships with people where you say, hey, like I have been in a bad spot and I've been recognizing that. I also was looking and rereading our text messages and a lot of the time I'm just complaining to you and I'm just venting to you. Is Mm -hmm. that okay? Like, are you okay with me doing that? Because I don't want to be bringing you down and I just want to open this conversation for you to be honest if one day I come with you and I'm like, oh my God, you will not believe what happened to me. If you feel exhausted that day and you're dealing with your own stuff, you can text me back and say, hey, Street, I just really need like a day to process some other things. Can we have a phone call later this week? Right. Like that is normal. Can we normalize that? Like being honest in our friendships and our relationships? I think that that's a goal we should all have. I agree. For sure. I think that's the end. Guys, thanks for coming. I hope you enjoyed yourself. Yes, everyone. Um, So just pack up, pack up your bags, get the last of the hors d'oeuvres. 
get your last champagne bottle to go. And we'll see you next week. We'll see you next week, guys. Drive safe on your way home. <laughs> Wait, they have chauffeurs. They have a limo. Oh, you're so right. We got y'all chauffeurs. Just hang out in the back. No <laughs> worries. Get the ox cord.